Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hey, Culture Kids family, before we begin our episode, do you want more educational and fun podcasts your whole family can enjoy together? Check out Rainbow Puppy Science Lab. Welcome to Rainbow Puppy Science Lab. Hi, I'm Atticus. And I'm Kyle. I'm a National Board Certified Teacher, so I love things that are educational. And I'm a kid, so I love things that are fun. On Rainbow Puppy Science Lab, each episode is dedicated to the careful study of something cool like ice cream or video games. We'll go back in time to discover some fun facts from the history of our subject. And imagine the future. Like, what if they combined ice cream and video games? Oh, that'd be sweet. The show is packed with fun facts, trivia games, and even experiments you can try at home. It's so much fun, you won't even believe it's educational. So follow Rainbow Puppy Science Lab starting Tuesday, April 25th. And become an expert at all things awesome. Jinx. And now here is our latest episode. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Asher, and I am your host, along with my mom, Kristen. We have a special birthday shout-out to Pippa Lindsay from Ludlow, Kentucky. Happy birthday, Pippa. We hope all of your wishes come true. We've never been to Kentucky. I hope I can visit Pippa someday. Me too. Happy birthday, Pippa. Today, we're going to learn about how certain places in the world express themselves. Oh, yeah. oh like hand gestures or certain words or sounds? Like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, for example, Asher, what do you do when you're surprised by something? I don't know. Hmm. I just say, oh my goodness. So, Asher was born in America. In America, it's quite common for people to say, oh my goodness, when they're surprised by something. But Asher, did you know that in different parts of the world, they wouldn't necessarily say, oh my goodness, or even, ah! I just, I never thought of that. (laughs) In Korea, how many says, That's right, she does. And so do lots of other Korean people. Let's dive into some fun ways people express themselves around the world. You got it! Every language and country has different phrases and gestures because people in different places have their own special ways of talking and communicating. Just like how we all wear different clothes and eat different foods, we also have different words and gestures that we use to express ourselves. 
This happens because every group of people has its own history, traditions, and ways of doing things. It's what makes our world colorful and interesting. Exactly. So when we hear someone using different words or making different gestures, it's a chance for us to learn about their culture and understand each other better. First step on the culture train. Choo choo. Because mommy was born here, South Korea. We have so many fun ways to express ourselves in Korea. First thing, as Asher mentioned before, a lot of times when Koreans want to express their feelings that might be slightly overwhelming or surprising, we say, "Aigo, aigo, aigo." Grandma says that a lot. Like when Arda gets wily and she doesn't know what to do. <laughs> exactly. Want to try saying it together? Yes. Ready? One, two, three. Aigo, aigo. Here's another fun one. When something is really surprising, like someone said something that shocked you, or something is really cool, you can say, "Tebak." Oh, I hear that all the time from my Korean friends. Tebak. It could be translated to "awesome," "great," or "wow" in English. You can even say that after you try something delicious. It comes from the combination of two Korean words, "te," which means. Big or great, and pak, which means hit or success. When these two words are combined, they form the expression teba. Oh, next time I eat good candy, I'm gonna say teba. Go for it. For our listeners, I hope you'll start using this phrase every time you're excited about something. Teba. Another fun word to say in Korean. Is hoiting. That's a bit of a tongue twister, isn't it? Hoiting comes from the English word fighting, okay. but has taken on a slightly different meaning in Korean. Oh, but fighting is not a good thing. No. When I say hoiting, I want to cheer someone on. Yeah. Yep. When Koreans say hoiting, it's a way to motivate and uplift someone's spirits. It's kind of like you can do it. Or hey, try your best. You got this. So should we be saying fighting or fighting? You can say it however you want, but mommy says it the way Koreans say it: fighting with an H. Fighting. <laughs> Next, our friend in the United Kingdom, Rachel, wants to share a fun phrase they use. Hi everyone, it's Rachel from the UK again. I wanted to share with you a phrase that we use in the UK called "part and parcel." It doesn't have anything to do with presents or unwrapping. It's actually a phrase that originated in the legal system in the UK in the 15th century. It means to be part of the whole, something that's integral. So, for example. When you go on holiday, you take bags with you. So you would say, taking bags on holiday is all part and parcel. Wait, she said holiday. Uh-huh. Does holiday mean vacation? Yes. So in America, we say we go on vacation. I noticed that people in the UK say they go on a holiday. Oh, cool. 
I like that because that reminds me of Christmas holidays. So next time we're going on vacation, I'm going to say we're going on holiday. Absolutely. So Rachel described the term part and parcel. I've actually never heard of this phrase. So it means something that's important or part of something. So you could say like eating ice cream is part and parcel to a happy Asher. Yes, I think that makes sense. That's silly. Okay, next. I want to talk about a gesture we use in the underwater world. Huh? Like for mermaids? Well, close enough. More like scuba divers. Did you know that scuba divers have their own sign language they use when they are underwater? Oh yeah, because they can't talk through the bubbles. Yep. One gesture I want to talk about today is the thumbs up sign. So what does thumbs up mean when you use it on land? It means cool, like okay. But underwater, it means I'm going up. Exactly. When you're underwater and scuba diving, a thumbs up means I'm swimming back up to the surface of the water or I'm ascending. Mommy sometimes forgets this, so several times I gave the thumbs up sign during our scuba diving sessions to let them know I'm doing great. And it has confused other divers several times. Oh no! So they thought you were going back up to the surface of the water? So what is the I'm doing great sign in scuba diving? It's actually the OK sign. The OK sign is universal, meaning everyone in the world would know what it is. It's making a circle with your thumb and index finger while the rest of your fingers are pointed straight up. OK! If you're scuba diving, don't forget. An OK sign means you're good. Thumbs up means you're telling people you're going back up to the surface. Ha, silly mommy. Ha, ha. Next, let's visit the beautiful island of Haiti. Mommy's friend Marcus is from Haiti, which is a beautiful island in the Caribbean with pristine beaches and majestic mountains. And here is a gesture that Marcus wants to share with us from Haiti. Today, I want to share with you one specific sound and gesture that the children from Haiti like to use. So, in Haiti, whenever something good happens, like if the children win a game from their friends and they get really excited, so they would create a fist with their hands, right? And a winning gesture. And then they would go whoosh because they're so happy and so excited that they won the game. Now, sometimes taste something really good and they would go mm-mm, whoosh. So they use that to express how tasteful it really is. So I hope all of you get to go whoosh next time you want your favorite game or you get to try your favorite candy. Bye-bye. Whoosh! It's like, whoa, over, shh, and then whoosh. Kind of, but it sounds like the W is longer than the O. So instead of whoosh, it's whoosh. I'm so excited. Whoosh. 
Lastly, let's visit Vietnam again. Few episodes ago, we had Miss Tran from Mommy and Me Vietnamese. She wants to share with us an expression from Vietnam that people like to use. Hey, culture kids! This is Miss Tran from Mommy and Me Vietnamese. In Vietnamese, if you hear "Oi trời ơi," that means "Oh my gosh!" Can you repeat after me? "Oi trời ơi," "Oi trời ơi." That wasn't bad, Asher. "Oi trời ơi." That one's a tongue twister. I like the first word "oi." Sounds like "oi" we say here in America. I find it so fascinating that in almost every country and culture, how people say "Oh my goodness" or express their surprise is so uniquely different. But at the same time, some of the words sound very similar. In Korea, we also say "Omna," and it's interesting that they both have the "o" sound in the front. Omna. Well, this is certainly a topic that has more layers than a giant. Onion. We can keep peeling all day long, <laughs> but it's all we have for today. We also want to say a big thank you to Rachel, Marcus, and Sophie for sharing your family's different ways of expressing gestures. Let's end our episode with some fun jokes, as we always do. Okay, Asher, you go first. How do you organize a space party? How you plan it? Ah, plan it, plan it, but in space. <laughs> okay, mommy's turn. Can I go? Yes. Why did the bicycle fall over? Why? Because it was too tired. <laughs> I get it. Because a bicycle has two wheels. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today, grown-ups. Please don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you want to learn about next. The thing that we love the most about creating Culture Kids podcast is being able to hear what our community is interested in learning about. If you have something that you'd like to share that's special to your family, please don't hesitate to email us at culturekidspodcast@gmail.com. We always want to hear from you. Until next time, see you later. Alligator. We've all been there. You're standing in a museum, staring at a painting, and all you can think is, "I don't get it." To me, knowing the story behind an artwork is a huge part of knowing how to look at it. I'm Amanda, the host of the Art of History podcast, where we view history through the lens of some really great works of art. Each episode, we dive deep into the bigger picture behind some familiar and maybe not so familiar pieces. Check out Art of History now wherever you get your podcasts.